Welcome to another episode of Metech on Air. I'm Gianluca Peinetti and uh, joining me today is Metech Europe's Director for Research and Innovation, Patrick Boisseau. Welcome, Patrick. Welcome, Gianluca. Uh, Patrick has joined Metech Europe in 2019 and before that he has managed uh, many EU collaborative projects, research infrastructures, coordination actions and networks and his expertise lies specifically in nanomedicine, drug delivery, medical imaging and innovative medical technologies. And together with you Patrick, today we will look at uh, research and innovation in Europe, specifically we will look at European programs and how medical technology, which is a sector that has a large, uh, let's say, um, research and innovation component, is approaching these programs and is working on these uh, programs. We will do this against the backdrop of 2020, which is a transition year for European programs. We will see in a little bit what that means. And it's also the year in which Europe and the world have had to respond to COVID-19. So we have a lot to talk about, of course, and I say maybe we start from the first element. So we, I said 2020 is a transition year. What does that mean? What does old and new mean in, uh, in 2020 for research and innovation? Well, 2020, even before the COVID outbreak, was already a transition year. The reason is that we will, in 2021, we will start a new seven years framework program called Horizon Europe. And this Horizon Europe program will govern all research and development and innovation programs for the next seven years with European funding programs. So it's not only a change in the name, but it means also a change in the budget because more budget will be allocated to research and innovation in general and to research and innovation in the healthcare space in particular. And, but even more, what is really important and what is new in this transition phase is that the definition of research and innovation will change. In, under the next seven years, research and innovation will not only focus, let's say, on early research, trying to understand the determinants of diseases, for instance, but will go up to the market access. It means that it will cover all the steps of early research up to a product uh, uh, sold on, on the market. It means it's no longer, let's say, the hard scientists, biochemists, uh, phys physicists, even sometimes physicians that will be involved, but also the applied experts, let's say, in uh, uh, health economics, regulatory science, market access, and so on. And the last major change is that medical technologies now uh, becomes a priority in this Horizon Europe program for the first time ever. And we expect a lot of support to this medical technology area. And in particular, a new public-private partnership, which, is, which will associate the pharma industry and the medtech industry together, hand in hand, in collaboration with the European Commission, will address the development of a totally new set of research innovation in the health tech space. And this is an, an interesting aspect, this uh, cross-sectoral uh, public-private partnership. We can come back to that in just a little bit. But I, what I want to know from you 
uh, for, from a person who has worked in research and innovation for a very long time. Uh, how did you see the crisis, the COVID-19 crisis, impacting this sector and the world of research and innovation, both in terms of European programs and uh, in the medical technology industry? First of all, I think my first uh, um, impression is that uh, due to the COVID outbreak, um, a very quick uh, reaction of many governments, including European institutions, was to listen to scientists to find solutions, uh, short-term or mid- or long-term solutions. That's why the um, scientific community has been, uh, let's say, uh, active very quickly and had to work together in an unprecedented way. Uh, we have seen, let's say, what didn't happen before for many years. That means people from different organizations, different disciplines, working nearly immediately together and going over barriers like, let's say, regulation, like rules, administrative rules, like bureaucracy. And then all these scientists uh, started to work together to develop uh, solutions to answer, let's say, the new needs expressed by the healthcare system and by governments. And uh, the extent of that uh, mobilization is unknown, and especially in peacetime. And it shows uh, how reactive this community can be, and it shows also the uh, ability to uh, react in uh, changes and to overcome barriers. And uh, it was not only for developing, let's say, new tests, new medical equipments, like protective equipments or ventilators, but it also refers to how uh, hospitals uh, were managing their patients and so on. So we have seen, let's say, a major progress in a very limited period of time in developing innovative uh, technologies just to answer to the uh, unmet needs expressed by the uh, COVID crisis. And uh, the second point is that uh, this um, mobilization you know, has been done so quickly that nobody could expect that. And basically all the rules and all the barriers which were uh, justified previously just vanished in a couple of seconds, I was about to say. And the good news is we hope that these mobilization and this interdisciplinary collaboration will remain after the crisis. And uh, MedTech is also part of this. It's not only, let's say, development of uh, new vaccines, but MedTech was involved in developing, let's say, uh, medical devices like these uh, ventilators, these uh, personal protective equipment, but uh, a lot of many, maybe less visible uh, equipment. And the different uh, sectors of the medtech uh, industry mobilized and, and, and uh, respond positively to this huge mobilization. And do you see coming from this crisis, uh, you know, there are projects on which uh, industry has been working for many years. Do you see uh, an acceleration in certain fields of research in terms of medical technology, in terms of application to healthcare systems? Uh, and do you see this also being incorporated in, in the programs in the future? Yes, I have two examples in mind. 
the first example refers to digital uh, solutions for, for healthcare. And uh, recently, an expert told me, let's say in three months, we have made a tenuous progress. Uh, it's a tenuous uh, step forward to uh, uh, approve and implement digital solutions in telemedicine and telemonitoring of patients. And this has been done under the pressure of, of the pandemics, but nobody uh, expects now to, to go backwards, let's say, with the previous lengthy discussions, let's say, about, let's say, approval by different uh, organizations, different bodies. So this will remain definitely. Of course, we need to consolidate uh, the, the developments that have been initiated there. It has been done, let's say, uh, in a hurry, and now we need to consolidate. And the second example is development of uh, tests. You have seen that uh, the mobilization was not only in the uh, public sector, like in un university, academia, hospitals, but also in industry, both uh, startups and large corporates. And uh, in a very short period of time, let's say a lot of different um, competing technologies uh, have been uh, under development and the race is not over because we're still missing, let's say, uh, vaccines and, and uh, also wider panel of tests to be uh, deployed, let's say, in different uh, settings. So these are two examples, digital health solutions and diagnostic tests, uh, where, uh, let's say, the ultra-fast mobilization of stakeholders have enabled development in a very short period of time of innovative solutions. So now the, the priority for the next seven years is to consolidate these developments, maybe to copy-paste, I would say, this mobilization and this uh, cross-sectoral collaboration to other areas of medtech so that we can develop much faster innovative solutions for healthcare systems and for patients. And this takes me to, to my next question, which is, do you see this change already being incorporated? For example, you're talking about the, the public-private partnership. And do you see this change already being incorporated in the strategic agenda? Does, does that agenda still remain relevant in the light of these, uh, let's say, post-coronavirus priorities? Or do you think it will need to be uh, updated and uh, um, to reflect the times? The strategic research agenda of the future partnership on health innovation was drafted before the, the outbreak. It was dra drafted end of uh, 2019. And um, with uh, some uh, happiness, I would say, when we look at it again after the COVID, trying to see how we could, let's say, incorporate the lessons learned from the COVID phase, we realized that the strategic uh, research agenda was just perfect. That means this strategic research agenda can welcome, of course, all the lessons and the new trends that appeared after the COVID crisis. So it means we do not have to, to change any words in this strategic research agenda, which is like a roadmap, I would say, for, for, for the next seven years. Of course, if you go into the details, we will add, especially during the first years, let's say, new priorities, new topics that uh, emerge from the COVID and uh, we, we will do it like this. And the good news is that this partnership as a cross-sectorial one will have probably all the capacity to implement the lessons learned during the, the crisis. And now, 
uh, moving forward. So uh, first of all, that is great. It's great to hear that the strategic agenda already can incorporate uh, these priorities that are coming out of, of, of the lessons you are learning from, from the crisis. Um, but moving forward, and I think here we can we can wrap up our, our discussion a little bit. Moving forward in the future, uh, what are your expectations personally from the new programs for what is coming on research and innovation? And what are the expectations and, uh, let's say, the hopes of the medical technology sector in this field? As uh, you mentioned earlier, during the COVID outbreak, you know, we have seen an unprecedented mobilization of, I was about to say, all actors, all stakeholders in the uh, health tech, in medtech, of course, but also in the pharma sector and in the biotech sector as well. And uh, let's say my dream uh, would be that this uh, very open collaboration will remain. I will give you one example. Uh, for uh, just understanding uh, the very early days of the uh, outbreak, just understanding the nature of uh, the, the coronavirus, you know, we have witnessed a uh, huge share, open share of, of data. And uh, so data which was stored, let's say, in different databases by different partners, then suddenly were shared together. And uh, by sharing all these data and make them publicly available, then we have very significantly uh, increased uh, and speed up the development of, of new tests. And this uh, open sharing of, of data, for instance, is one lesson we should learn from, from, the, from the pandemics. And obviously, the, this trend uh, will remain. And even within the Partnership on Health Innovation, we plan to keep it as a method of collaboration for the future, because we have seen the benefits of sharing data. And uh, this is exactly the same with what I mentioned already, the cross-sectorial collaboration. We have seen that when pharma, uh, medical technology experts, hospitals, patients are working hand in hand in a very open way, it speeds up tremendously the development of innovative solutions. So I really expect that uh, in the next seven years under the Horizon Europe program, and especially under the Partnership on Health Innovation, we will keep these magic recipes and at the end, the result will be faster uh, development of uh, innovative solutions and tools for the patients and for the healthcare systems. And at the end, let's say everybody, I mean the citizens, the patients, their families, the healthcare professionals will benefit from this uh, mobilization, and that is definitely a good a good uh, prospect to look forward to. Uh, Patrick, I take away many interesting points from our discussion today, and I might invite you back to dive deeper into some of them in the future. Uh, but for now, I, I thank you very much. It has been very interesting to talk to you about research and innovation in Europe and about uh, medical technology in the field. So thank you, Patrick, for coming on the show. Thank you very much, John Luca. Thank you very much for inviting me. And we'll see you soon. <laughs>